0: Alright, hello and my name is John Michael Collins. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Before we get started, the music you just heard is fun, it's upbeat, and in a way kind of depicts me. I would like to thank and give a very special shout out to my friends Marino and Noah Correa who provided the music for this project. They're part of a company called Cinema Sonic, which is a company dedicated to providing quality audio and visual works for your next project. They're planning on opening a new studio in the Seattle area, catering to professional-level podcast production. If you would like to learn more, visit their website at cinema-sonic.com. Cinema as in a movie cinema, hyphen sonic as in supersonic.com. It's been a little bit since I've been in here, and it feels weird to be back recording. I took a little tiny break. I recorded a bunch of episodes and we're we're doing it. We're doing good. Quarantine is still happening. If you are just joining, this podcast is a personal and therapeutic tool that I just call a vocal diary. It's a space for me to process thoughts, explore stories, and just really put them out there. If anyone wants to listen, if you don't want to listen, that's fine. If you need it to help you go to sleep, because my voice is boring, or if my voice is boring then that that's fine too. Each episode has so far it looks like around 4 epi- four stories and it's just my hope my prayer that one of those stories would would resonate with you because i i recognize that i've had a lot of experiences in my life a lot of experi a lot of experiences that other people would want to have but might never be able to do. So other than Exploring my thoughts, being a therapeutic thing. It's a way to share life with people, not to boast about it. I'm not doing this for any sort of social status, social gain. Having a project, having something to do is really good for anyone, especially in this time right now. It's been a huge blessing, and I'm grateful that I could do this. My max episode time is 20 minutes. Let's just let's get right into it, shall we? uh <laughs> to when we had a cotton candy maker i'm just going to roughly say 2004 i was 11 we were living in northern colorado the story isn't really that eventful <laughs> but it's cool you buy the you buy the maker and you buy like this i don't know if you could make your own flavored stuff or you had to buy the pre packaged stuff Mix the flavoring, and you put it in, and I don't know what it did or or how it worked, but, like, you buy these, like, you know you get cotton candy and you have the basic stick, the thing you hold, and then you, like, pick the, the candy off? I really don't know the physics behind how cotton candy's made. That would be something really cool to look into. I would imagine it's just, like, maybe the sugar particles being charged in such a way that, I don't know, they split and, like, they turn into foam or cloth or whatever, and you can eat it. Yeah, let's just go with that because that's a good story. That sounds right. <laughs> I really don't remember a lot about this other than having one, and it was fun. I don't know if we did it, like, all the time or, or what. Yeah, it was just a cool, cool memory. I mean, I guess it's 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 an okay memory. It's not, su- like I said, it's not super eventful. Yeah, let's move right along from that. <laughs> this one is somewhat related. Let me preface this with saying I did this just to be stupid. And who didn't do stupid things when they were younger? Honestly. Oh my gosh, I even did this... In middle school, and I guess I can talk about that briefly, to when I snorted powdered sugar with money, 2010 or 2011. It was one of those summers with my friends from school, and we were at the fair in eastern Iowa in Maquoketa, the Maquoketa Fair. Oh, my gosh. The fair was always awesome because during there were summers when I didn't live in Iowa that I, like, always wanted to go back to the fair. And then when I lived in Iowa, it's like, meh. The fair is okay, (laughs) but it's cool. I would definitely go back in a heartbeat to do that. When I moved to eastern Iowa from Colorado, I'll never forget this, and this was a huge humbling moment. I wanted to move to Iowa because I, I knew very few people there, and they were cool, and, like, I wanted to be their friends. I mean, I was their friends from a long distance, but I, like, wanted to be their neighbor and be friends with them. Like, I wanted to go to school with them, and so I did. It's funny because when I was younger, okay, now I'm three stories. I'm three, I'm just going to say I'm three off from the original story, so I'll make my way back. Yeah, so when I was, like, in elementary school and junior high and middle school, there were these instant messengers, MSN Instant Messenger and AOL Instant Messenger. If you're listening to this, you know who you are if you used MSN Instant Messenger, and we were friends on it. I was friends with a handful of people from Makokoda. Like, we would just talk all the time. We got to know each other through just, like, talking all the time. I don't even know how we carried a conversation for so long. I felt like we would talk for hours. I was friends with these people because my cousin played basketball during summers when I went back to Iowa, I would see these people, and it was awesome. Although I would never really interacted with them in real life, it's like I already knew their life. So when I moved from Colorado to Iowa, I was actually present with these people. It's like this dream was kind of a reality of having these friends as like actual physical friends and not being long-distant friends. Long-distant friends are weird. Whoa. I definitely wanted to be in their friend's group. We'll say say that they were more well-known in the school because they were friends with people who were on the football team or they were all in sports or whatever. In that town, that town is so small that literally everybody knows everybody. I didn't know anybody, but then I started hanging out with them and meeting their friends and starting to, like, go from there. And then there was this one turn of events that happened, <laughs> which is a sub-story in the three-tangent thing that I was on, the three-off thing, which I'm make- I am making my way back. Might I say that the cool thing about talking about these stories, having them as the root topic, is they bring up other stories, which are also like other diamonds in my metaphysical diamond mine. But then I also met this other friend group. They were in band or they were in drama club. So, I mean, this happens in all schools. You have the band and drama kids, and then you have the football kids, the popular kids, and then everybody else. I was friends with both of these groups, and to this day I love both groups. The amount of people that I've known since, like, my early childhood that I'm still friends with today, there's very few of them. One of them is in the in the friend group, like the MSN group. A few of them are. A few of them are. One of the groups, I won't say which group, but I was like, man, this group is lame. I want to be with the other group. I want to hang out with the other guys. And a turn of events happened. It was requested and suggested that I go to prom with this person. <laughs> prom in 11th grade and I said I wanted to go to prom alone so that was my reasoning to not go with this person and then one day in math class this guy's like hey you two should go to prom together I'm like uh okay completely forgetting that I said I wanted to go to prom alone that I didn't want to go with anyone so it's like okay what the heck dude you just said oh whatever you're not our friend anymore kind of like drawing the parallel in the bible of serving two masters. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Matthew 6:24. It's like I couldn't I couldn't be fully devoted to both groups and one group was essentially cut off. I mean, I'm still friends with people in that group, but I never really <laughs> This is funny. I never really had chemistry with them that I did with the other group. And the other group, I actually did have a lot of them were in my chemistry class, which is, oh, goofy, oh, gosh, um, silly, snarky, whatever. Um, I love both groups. I love you both. So bringing that threefold back to one and zero, maybe it was twofold. Too off. I don't know. It was either a $1 or a $50 bill or a $20 bill or a $5 bill. Maybe a $100 bill. I became so close with this other friend group and, like, ended going up to the fair with them. You're probably wondering why I snorted powdered sugar with money. Because I I was a goofball. I'm still a goofball. And I did stupid things. I still do stupid things. But I got a funnel cake at the fair. I think someone else did this too, but I took a dollar bill. I rolled it up and just snorted the powdered sugar off the plate. I would not recommend doing that because it hurts. That wasn't the first time I snorted sugar. Like middle school in Colorado, we were on a trip to maybe it was somewhere in Utah, like Moab, Utah. And someone had Smarties. And we were crushing them up, and we were, we snorted them. Like, dude, you're a kid. Do good things. Don't do bad things, which nobody should do bad things. Everybody inherently knows right from wrong. I strongly believe that whether or not you think something is right or wrong does not justify whether it's actually right or wrong. Like, murder is definitely not good. I forgot the lesson in the last topic. do 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 just enjoy life. Whatever you have, enjoy it. We enjoyed that cotton candy maker. It was kind of stupid at the thought of that sugar's bad for your teeth. So maybe, maybe enjoy something else. The lesson with snorting powdered sugar. Don't do that. It hurts. I don't commend anyone to do that. Because when you do it, it'll, like, get in your sinuses and you know how when you have something stuck in the back of your throat and you can't get it out, how irritating and annoying it is? Yeah, that'll happen. Even though powdered sugar tastes good, it didn't taste good. Next topic, to when I made homemade ice cream. We'll say 2009. I was 16. I'm pretty sure I did this before that time. We'll say 2007 or even 2008. I don't know where I got this idea, whether I saw it in a magazine. I used to read popular science a lot when I was in 8th grade. I created a magazine cover, kind of like mimicking popular science, with me on it. At Pioneer, we all had to write a personal vision of success. What we envisioned success to look like. I envisioned myself in 2021 figuring out a way to make it simpler to get to mars this was about like a i don't know maybe a 5 to 10 page paper i don't think the vision of success was in specifically what we wrote about but the mentality of which we wrote it through which is cool and the reason i say that is because that's what i think about when i think about making this this ice cream because it was in the same house it was in the same kitchen and that's just like some of those other diamonds that I found in that which is kind of sweet, kind of cool. Mm. Oh. You'd take a Ziploc bag or just like a container, fill it with ice and I think maybe put rock salt in it and like mix mix the rock salt up and then in a smaller Ziploc bag or another Ziploc bag you put like sugar, sugar, milk and vanilla. Oh my gosh, I need to do this again. This ice cream was super good and I did it a lot. Possibly one of the coolest things I've ever done because like I got to enjoy it twice. I got to enjoy making it and I got to enjoy consuming it. There are a lot of things that I've done that I've enjoyed, but that's one of them. Find things to enjoy. I said that in the last one. Enjoy things. Don't be afraid to try new things, whether it be plain hamburgers, cotton candy, a funnel cake, playing video games, vegan pumpkin cookies, trying to be artistic, because there's only 23 hours and 56 minutes in a day, some of that time you're sleeping, some of that time you're eating, some of that time you're working, find stuff you enjoy, life is meant to be enjoyed. Rightfully. And making homemade ice cream is a sin. No, (laughs) it's not. It's not. It's not. Next topic. Mm. To when I jumped in the snow in my swim trunks twice for Facebook. Wow. This was in Iowa in, say, 2011. Yeah, it is 2011. So I was 18. 17, 18, Roughly, I was roughly. Just all these dates, I was roughly that age. Because in the grand scheme of things, I'm just a baby. In the grand scheme of life, we're all just babies. When I lived in Iowa, I lived with my aunt and uncle and cousin. My cousin and I always found shenanigans to get into. He's like a brother. You're like a brother to me. Two stories before I talk about the, the swim trunks. I was sitting on a wheel on a piece of farm equipment that you could spin freely. It was like maybe two two or three feet off the ground, and I sat on top of it, and I was spinning around in it. I had my cousin spin me around. We were like, yeah, we're working hard. <laughs> Another shenanigan, they had a ping pong table. Ping pong. Ping pong is fun. I do want a ping pong table someday. I don't know how often we would do this or why we started doing this. I was playing with my shirt off, and he would hit the ball as hard as he could with the paddle, like straight into my chest. There's probably a picture somewhere of me with like maybe five or ten ping pong ball pelts on my chest. (laughs) Silly. Stupid. There was one year, it was, yeah, that year in 2011, there was such a huge winter storm, a snowstorm, that school was canceled for like four out of five days of the week or maybe just five days. And it was awesome. I do still have the video to this. It's on my Facebook. One night I was wearing my swim trunks and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go jump in the snow because there was like a three or four foot snowbank outside their basement. It was ridiculous the amount it snowed. Like this was probably the beginning of my do crazy, stupid things for, for social media, the world, just to make people laugh. In a way, that's like an act of love. I do not encourage anyone to hurt yourself to make people laugh, by the way, because hurting yourself isn't good. I was like, hey, I'm going to jump in this snowbank. You should videotape me. So I was in my swim trunks with my shirt off, 17 or 18 years old, just in the freezing cold. Open up the door. One, two, three, plop. And then I got out. Oh my gosh, it's so cold. And then uh, like, I gave a thumbs up or something into the camera. I wasn't in the snow for very long. I wanted to do it again and be longer in the snow so it seemed more intense. So I did it again. And bless my cousin for putting up with all the times that I wanted to be videotaped, video-cameraed. Thank you. I am holding my hands together and I am like bowing to you as much as I can in this small little space thank you for doing that and I love you so much thanks for being like a brother even though you're my cousin embrace your inner quirkiness we are all quirky we all have different personalities and everybody has something completely different to offer the world I may be a little this way, you may be a little that way, but nobody is exactly like me, nobody is exactly like you. I don't see anything wrong with you sharing that with other people. I really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart for tuning in to this episode. Please feel free to share this with your family and friends and anyone and everyone you know. And also, if you don't mind, head over to my website, which acts as my creative portfolio, johnmichaelcollins.com. We're happy Thanks for listening.